Hello there, this is David Patton, and welcome to the life of an author. Last week we talked about taking that initial concept, that idea, and filling it out until you have the concept for an entire story. This week we're going to be somewhat continuing on with that by going to look at the hook. So that very first couple sentences to a paragraph is what is going to get that reader's attention. That is what is going to keep them reading your book. Once they get past those first couple of sentences and they like the book, then more often than not, they are going to keep reading the rest of the book, even if there's a few grammatical errors, plot holes, stuff like that throughout. But if they don't get hooked from those first few sentences, they're going to put that book down, never take it to check out, never look at it again. So that's what we're going to be talking about today is what is a good hook and how do you write them? Uh, what are some of the pros and cons of the different types? And I've broken them down into kind of three major categories for hooks. And we're going to look at each of them in turn. We're going to start off with action. That's kind of diving right into something big happening right then and there. And then the second is the significant event. Again, something big happening right now, but not necessarily so fast-paced in your face. And then the final one I'm going to be looking at is the casual event. It can be difficult to define a hook into one distinct category simply because there is a lot of overlap. There's a lot of things that will happen in one that will also happen in others. But these are the three kind of major types or styles that I have broken them down into. The first one we're going to look at is action. Now, this is when you're in the middle of a battle scene, you're in the middle of a chase, something big is happening, there's lots of stuff going on, you have that drive, you have that emotion, and that can be one of the biggest things going for it. You get right into the story, you're jumping into those events, it can be very fast-paced, and you're just pulling the reader along with you, taking them right in there. And it can also be used for a quick, immediate introduction to your character. You don't have to beat around the bush trying to get to who your character is. It's right there, right up front. You are seeing them at their most raw, vulnerable moments. It's right all out in front of the reader. So from the very beginning, they are going to know who that character is. And another good thing about these is that it lets you set the events right then. You don't have to drag it out. You don't have to try to give any type of backstory. It's happening right now. And that is what you're putting out there to your reader. And it will also allow you to be able to set the period, location, some of the general setting stuff. Because you won't have this big giant battle scene going on and to have people confused about what period you're in. Because it's very easy to slip in there, okay, these guys are using swords, these guys are using plasma rifles. The audience will know, just by the technology being used in the battle, what period it's in. You can slip locations in there, you can 
throw some of that stuff in there. And a little bit of that, it goes on past the first paragraph. But for the purpose of that first paragraph, you can slide in a lot of information without directly needing to explain it to the audience. They will know if your character is in a fight and he's shooting a gun that it's at least somewhat modern. You will know if he's firing a bow and arrow that it's historical. Without having to come out and say anything, you can give them a sense of the period. There are some issues with writing an action hook as well. One of the most prominent ones being it can get confusing. You're throwing the reader right into the middle of this fast-paced, high-intensity event, and they have no idea what's going on at the moment. So if you aren't careful, you're going to lose the reader. They won't know what's going on. They really won't have any idea or concept of what could be happening just by not giving them enough information. It also has, and this falls into the confusing part as well, there's not as much focus on the story. So you're still not necessarily setting the plot in motion yet. You can define the characters. You can give some hints at that setting. But the plot itself is still relatively open because the reader doesn't know what's going on yet. You can use that to your advantage, but it is something you need to take into consideration. The reader is not going to know the goals and desires of any of your characters outside of surviving the action. Because of this, you really aren't going to get any type of character development. Now, character development normally doesn't come into play this early in the story anyways, but you're not giving them that starting point of who that character is, where that character is at. So it becomes very difficult to progress that character until you can define what those characters' goals are, what their desires are, what are their wants, what are their needs. It can take a little bit of work. There is also no leading up to this event. It's right there at the front. There's no type of backstory, anything like that, to give the readers a sense of what's going on. So you have to pay attention careful attention that you aren't just leaving that out entirely. You do still need to explain not necessarily the lead-ups to that particular event, but through the ending of the event, explain their setting, their situation, what's going on. You can introduce other characters, stuff like that. So that one might not necessarily be in the hook itself, but it is something that you don't want to forget about just because you use an action-packed hook. So now that I've kind of discussed what it is, I'm going to go ahead and I've written out about a paragraph or so for each one of these hook types. So I'm going to go ahead and read the action hook so you can kind of get an idea of some of the things I've been talking about. Daniel's head rang from the blow to his helm. His own blade met little resistance as it skidded along his opponent's armor, unable to find an opening. Slashes rained left and right against his shield as Daniel stumbled back from the enemy. Stars erupted as another strike found its mark. So you can see in that paragraph, that one paragraph that I wrote, that I already have the character's name, 
I've got an idea of the time period, and I've got a little bit of an idea of what's going on. I'm not sitting there describing everything in detail, but there is enough information to the audience to make a guess. We have this character, Daniel. He's in the middle of a sword fight. He is armored. His opponent is armored. And Daniel is losing. Now, we don't actually know that this is a fight to the death. It can sure seem that way. But you can also use that expectation to draw the audience in farther. We've set the expectation with that hook. We've set that Daniel is in the middle of this fight and he is losing it badly. The reader will be expecting Daniel to survive. You just introduced him the very first part of your book. Your book probably isn't going to go anywhere if you kill off your main character on the first page. But what if it's not even a fight to the death? It could be a tournament. It could be a competition, a friendly duel. We don't know that. But you can set that audience expectation with the action. But you can always change the direction from what your audience expects. But it doesn't really matter if the audience knows exactly what's coming next. So long as they can form that expectation, you give them something to latch on to, something, some reason to keep reading, to find out what's actually going to happen. So the action intro is very good at just reaching out there, grabbing the reader, and pulling them into your story. It lets them get straight into it. But you don't always need a big action scene. And if you're not careful, action scenes can get pretty bogged down and you just lose the reader. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the second style of hook, the significant event. And yes, a battle or fight or chase or something like that is a significant event, but I'm breaking this apart based on how much action is actually taking place. Within a fight or a chase, something like that, there's lots of action, lots of movement. It's a big deal. It gets right into there. For the significant event, though, it focuses more on a slower-paced but very important thing. And what this allows you to do is it really allows you to start that character development early. You can show what that character wants what they need, what they're going after right from the very beginning. And you can slow down the pacing. You can vary it up as you see fit. You're not using those words to reach out and pull the reader in. You're laying the words out and letting the reader just get involved. They see the event that's going on. You give it importance to them. And it doesn't need to be this high-intensity, fast-paced, in-your-face type thing. It can be slower. It can be maybe a little more laid back. But it still has an extreme significance to the character. And using the event will also give you a lot more opportunities for dialogue. In the middle of a battle scene, there's probably not a lot of talking going on. But with the events... You can use that and go ahead and start introducing characters. Start building on who they are. So you can move straight into the development. Using this is a lot more character-driven. And it will allow you to bring that into your story earlier. You can also, just as easily with the action, you can set the events. You can set the time period. 
and just in general fill out your setting. You can use the descriptors to be able to bring that world to life while not having to put it right out there. And that's what you're really looking for in a hook. And this type also makes it fairly easy. Because while there may not be a lot of action going on, there's still something very important going on. And when there's something important going on, you are going to lead to that natural conclusion for the reader. And a big thing in favor of using the significant event over top of action for your hook is that it allows you to go ahead and set the plot in motion. From the very first paragraph, very first page, you can set the whole direction of your book. You're not going to leave the reader confused as to what's going on because you can put it right up there what those characters' goals and desires are. It's pretty easy to be able to set the plot when using a significant event. You're giving something to motivate the characters, and you're giving time for them to show their thoughts and motivations. And so by using this, you can bring out, you can start bringing out what's actually going to go on in the book for a few things against using a significant event for your hook. It can get bogged down really easily. It is very easy to start filling it with too much detail. And again, this is going on a little past that first paragraph. But when you're using the event, if you're adding too much detail into that book, into that beginning, then the reader's going to get bogged down. They're going to get bored just because nothing is going on. You do need to make sure this event, while it can be slower paced, that it does still need to keep moving. You do still need to draw that reader along, give them a trail to follow, and keep the action moving. It doesn't necessarily need to be fast-paced. It doesn't need to be an intense scene. But there needs to be something to keep it going. And it's very, very easy to fall into just layering on exposition. It's very easy to just start throwing all the details out there, give the reader all the backstory, character histories, anything like that, all these descriptions. And that's going to turn a reader away. You do want to give some description, some backstory, some sense of character. But you need to make the focus the event. What is going on? What is the action? It can be a slow-paced action, but it needs to be something happening. So I'm going to go ahead and read the second hook that I've written so you can get a better idea of what I'm talking about. Solemn chanting filled the hall. Echoes of soft callings reverberated as Miriam knelt before the monk in robes whiter than the beard on his face. The Lady Miriam, Duchess of Avalon, is hereby crowned High Queen of the Realm. You are charged as protector of the people, defender of all who live within our borders. The monk droned on about her responsibilities, but Miriam barely kept herself from crying. Her parents' death, the reason for her hasty coronation, was still too fresh in her mind. It's pretty easy to see here that I chose an incredibly significant event. But you'll also notice that there really is not anything happening. 
the main character, Miriam, is kneeling before a monk. And there's chanting going on, probably some sort of religious ceremony. And the monk is going on basically through a ceremonial speech. But with just that little tiny bit of action there, and the descriptions around it, we know that there is the monk, so it is a religious thing. It is a very important thing. He's doing this big ceremonial speech. We know there are other people there. There is the solemn chanting. And we know Miriam's mood. She's still very upset about her parents' death. And that can start to affect the story. It's not necessarily giving us the full plot. It's not telling us really much about what is going to happen. But it is giving us an explanation for what is going on. Yes, she is getting crowned queen. Why? Because her parents died. And it gives us a bit about how she feels about that. Well, she's not very happy about this at all. Does she even want to be queen? We don't know yet, but it gives the reader something that they want to find out. You give this first event, and it can set in motion the events for the rest of the story. The audience isn't going to be able to pull all of that from one paragraph, but it gets the story moving. So now for the third and final of the main styles of Hook. The casual Hook. Now this one can be a lot more challenging to write because you're not having any big major events. There's no tense action going on. The casual Hook is essentially writing from the daily life of a character. There's nothing major going on, no life-changing events, nothing of any importance. But on the plus side, you can really set the mood for the overall story. So long as you're not looking for it to be fast-paced. It gives you that chance to get the reader to feel what the character is feeling. You can also use this to build suspense. Because the reader, they know something is going to happen. But they have no idea what it could be. It also gives you a chance to develop your characters more. To be able to see them, how they act naturally, without any outside pressures. To give that sense of who they really are at the beginning of the story. Which gives you the opportunity, later on, to really build upon that and show how they have grown and developed. It also gives you a pretty open plot. You can really take it any which way you want. It could be a tragedy or a comedy. It could be sad. It could be intense. It could be a thriller, a mystery, any of that. At the beginning of the book, from that first paragraph, the audience may not know. They won't really know what's going on at all, which is where you have to be a little careful. If you give too little information, just like with writing an action hook, you're going to lose the reader. You're going to lose their interest because you don't have anything to keep them in the story. And the casual hook, it can be a lot less engaging in general 
because there is nothing of importance going on. You don't have that immediate reach out and grasp the reader and say, hey, look at this. This is important. You don't have anything like that. You're narrating from the point of an average day. And so with that, you need to be able to get that reader interested in the mood of the story, in in the feel of the story. And the other downside to this is it can drag on very easily. After that first paragraph, if you keep on going with that casual open every day and don't get around to giving a plot to the story, the reader is not going to be interested just because there is nothing there to keep their interest. If they just wanted an average every day, well, they'd just look at their own life. Because, at least for most of us, our average every day is an average every day. So you really need to be able to give them a sense, not necessarily of events going on, but of the mood of the story, to be able to get them engrossed. You need to pull at their emotions when you're using a casual hook. And so now for an example of that, I've got another paragraph written. Drops of rain slid quietly from the flowers as Nell sat in the mud. She had always loved the rain. It meant one less thing to do in her garden, and one less trip to the well. Weeds pulled out more easily from the softened earth as well. Yes, the rain was a wonderful thing. So the only real description I have given there, as far as events taking place, is that it's raining. I've also given a character, Nell, who is sitting down in the mud, presumably in her garden, but that hasn't been shown to the audience yet, and we can see that she enjoys the rain. She likes it. We don't really have much of a sense of anything else yet. There's no action going on. We don't know what she's doing out in the garden yet. We don't know where exactly she is. We only have a hint of time period, and that's the fact that she's getting water from a well. So we don't really know much about Nell or her surroundings at this point. But we have shown that she likes the rain. But she's reasoning with herself as to why she likes the rain. So does she really like it, or is she just trying to make herself like it? At this point, it could go either way. But the one thing of importance to take from this first paragraph is that Nell associates rain with happiness, while it's something that is generally associated with sadness. And so that dichotomy can actually be used right there, just that, to keep a reader going. Now, we can't drag on this scene. We have to do something, or the reader is never going to get farther. But hopefully that will give you an idea that that opening hook doesn't need action. It doesn't need something important in there, at least in terms of events and going-ons in your story. All it takes is just that little something to pique the interest of your reader. And as for actually sitting down and writing these hooks, we do have to remember that it is very rarely going to be singularly one style. You can have an action hook that is also a significant event. Usually they are going to be. You can have a significant event 
that is filled with action. Or you can have an event that is really only significant to that main character and reads more like a casual hook. There's a lot of mixing and matching you can do here. There really is no one right way to make a good hook. But these three concepts are going to be in there. They're going to be layered in, and you will find that writing out that first paragraph, just by having that concept in your mind of how you want this action to go, how you want to bring that reader in, that can give you a good starting point to build that foundation for your story. There really is no single best way to make a hook. Part of it will depend on your writing style. It may depend on the type of story you're telling. Whether you have the audience wondering whether that character is going to survive. Whether you have the audience wondering if the big event is going to help or hurt the character. Or even if it's just something as simple as toying with the reader's concept of the emotions. It doesn't need to fit just one style. You can blend them, you can mix them, you can match them, however fits your story. But it is something that you want to focus on and spend a little extra time to make sure it's well-written. Because this is the very first thing the reader is going to see. It needs to be engaging. Thank you for joining me on The Life of an Author. This is David Patton, and I will see you next week.